Hey, this is Christina Denny with the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha, and you're listening to the Inside Line podcast on Vital MX. Hey, it's Guy B from Vital MX. Christina Denny has been the team manager of the CycleTrader.com Rock River Yamaha team for the last decade. She had a rather interesting route to ending up in the team manager spot. She lets us in on that story, plus what it's like to be the lone female team manager in the paddock in this week's Inside Line. Settle back and listen in. But before we get started, let's give a quick tip of the cap to our sponsors. The Inside Line is presented by Thor. Since 1968, Thor MX has been supporting some of the world's most elite racers, including the 2018 250 Pro Motocross champion, Aaron Plessinger. Head to ThorMX.com to see the racewear that Aaron and the rest of the Star Racing Yamaha team trust day in and day out. We also have to thank Chaparral Motorsports, who have been helping riders outfit their dirt bikes with parts, accessories, and tires for more than 30 years. Today, Chapmoto offers professional advice online and in-store, helping you find the best riding gear and equipment for all your power sports vehicles. Visit Chapmoto.com today. That's C-H-A-P-Moto.com. We also have to thank Maxxis Tires, who are proud to introduce the all-new Maxxcross MX-ST a premier motocross tire tested and developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. Available now at your local dealer. Right, first up, how did you get started in the sport? Back in, um, well, I guess for me personally, really, it was when I met my husband in 1990. He was a local Georgia amateur racer, just racing the local races throughout Georgia and the southeast, and you know, it's something I was attracted to right away about him. I I, li- I grew up on the beach in Florida, so it was something I never really had a lot of experience with. And just the aspect of their family racing and doing, like, camping and all that was cool. So he raced through 94, and in 94 he um, had a, actually a pretty bad accident and got out of racing. And it um, kind of came back full circle with our company in 1998, in the early 2000s with doing some like motocross graphics for bikes and trailers through Roostamex and um, wasn't really something we were intending to go seek out for. We started with a sign company and the moto kind of just fell into place after that. Yeah, talk about the company a little bit, or at least I think you run the graphics for the team here. Yeah. So Denny Designs is our main company. It's a sign company and we do vehicle wrap signs and stuff like that locally in the Georgia area. And then Roost MX started shortly after we launched Denny Designs and we do typical motocross graphic company stuff. Graphics, helmet decals, trailer things. What's unique about our company is that we do in-house embroidery, screen printing, you know, banners, all sorts of things that a lot of other graphics companies just don't do. So we're almost a full service shop for dealerships, um, individual teams, privateers. We do crew shirts. So from from everything you need, moto, you know, we do graphics wise. So jumping from his participation in the sport to the sign company and the graphics company, how did you end up here? Rock River Yamaha, it was, a, it was a dealership that we started with. Actually, they were our first dealer. We met them in 2003 at Loretta's through a friend of ours. And um, we were just really getting into really putting ourselves out there for in outside of Georgia. We were going to local races and learning local business. And we were ready to expand past that. 
So Mike Duclos, the owner, contacted us and said, hey, you know, I'm interested in rebranding. Really, let's, you know, what can you guys do? So put a lot of effort into rebranding his business, his company, and really getting his name out there in the um, amateur market. So it was going really well. And we really took his brand and used it as an example of how we could help just smaller dealers too. Um, give them the big dealer look, even though maybe they're just a small little shop, and which they were at one time, and now they're in a huge 30,000 square foot building in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. <laughs> but he, um, the, the relationship really kind of stemmed off of that. And, you know, we were business, but, you, you know, and when he decided to put this team together, obviously came to us first asked if we wanted to be involved on the sponsorship side of things, providing graphics for the riders. And we actually turned it down at first. We were like, no, it's, we, let's just stay at amateur and local. And, you know, we weren't ready, so to speak. And um, he's just think about it over the weekend. So we did. And we said, you know, we worked too hard to rebrand him. We want to go into this knowing, you know, let's back it up with what we've done already. So we did. We agreed to it, and it was really strictly just graphics for the bikes. We helped. We wrapped the semi. We, you know, we didn't pay for that. He paid for that. But we um, went into it knowing, okay, we'll we'll provide graphics. Let's see where this goes. And then just turn of events through the month of December, and really one particular day when the driver came to pick up the semi from us in Georgia took a look at it and said wow this is not what i was expecting i think he was saying it's like a fifth wheel or something i don't know and he said i can't drive this and literally 10 minutes turned back home to go back home in south carolina or something and here we are it's december 19th or something right before Anaheim. and so we said oh we'll 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 figure it out we'll get the truck there for you right and that was it that was really it and days later who who's going to the race kind of thing and anyway long story short we started going not so much as a managerial role, but just the setup and the pit. We, I didn't know anything about pro racing. Been to a few races, of course, like Atlanta every year, and I never really paid attention to the pits and all that stuff as far as, you know, what is expected. And so, I don't know, 10 years later, we've learned a lot, <laughs> learned a lot from then and, and uh, really you know, didn't expect to be in this position, but it just turned out that this is where we're at. Yeah. At what point did it go from, well, we're helping with setup to oops, now I'm team manager. It was probably the third round Anaheim two, when the guys, Keith McCarty and Mike Guerin, Jimmy Perry, all those guys I was introduced to and they came, found me and said, Hey, you're doing this on, you know, like, I guess so, you know? And so they, they started really they took me under their wing so to speak i said well if you're gonna do this let me help you and so jimmy was really helpful you know and he was really responsible for all the satellite teams and and he was very i called him every day like what do i do here and this kind of stuff and i it was really the whole year i never went into the manager's tower i didn't do a lot of things that i didn't even know that i could but just kind of learned every week and they really helped with the equipment side we had no parts on the truck 
you know, very limited resources. And so they saw the opportunity of, hey, let's let's help them. So they're going to be able to maybe help other even privateer riders with some parts as they're, they're needed. So we were almost a support system. We were supporting ourselves, but at the same time, we were we were really representing Yamaha in a different way as well. That was unique to, I think, all the brands. That learning curve had to be insane. It was crazy insane. It was crazy. It was to be, I mean, I look back and I, you know, even just during opening ceremonies and those things that people maybe just, you know, you never really take for granted, like the appreciation of really what this level is. And, you know, there, it's a different feeling that it's hard to explain, but the learning side of professional racing, I think where I was able to excel is the logistics side. You know, I'm not a mechanic. I don't know. I mean, I learned a lot about bikes over the last, you know, 10 years, but the logistics side and the business side is where I was able to really do it and and see what okay what needs to be done let me break this down and you know especially with the no budget we had no money to work with so to be able to at least get the truck to each race is an accomplishment and then I mean if you look back at the riders and and what we provided to those riders than what we provide now is totally different you know the the it's a, it was a different season it was a different everything about what we are as a team but we always go back to what we're here for and it's to give these riders opportunities to to be able to show themselves and to be able to you know expand and move on to a maybe a higher level factory team where they're earning a salary and all that that will never change i'm yeah i was gonna say i'm was guessing that maybe you don't have the same budget as some of the other teams but how do you make it all work the budget you know, in the first three, four years, there really even wasn't a budget. It was, this is what we have. And, you know, we, we were able to get the truck to the races. I didn't earn a salary for four years. And the only person getting paid on this team were, was the driver. And it was very minimal at the time. And so learning over those four years enabled us to put a budget together when we got the opportunity with then that's with cycle trader and having them come on you know it was a a large amount of money at once and i knew okay we could number one i could draw a salary go get a new trailer i could you know make this team look the part and it took us a while to do that but rather than doing that we put the money into the bikes. So let's let's provide equipment that we're going to not only maybe get some better finishes, but also enable these guys to get the opportunity that we want to give them. So I did learn, I did earn a salary, but my first thing I did, I said, I wanted to hire somebody that knew about bikes. I'm not an expert. My husband's not an expert. So that was Scott Raybon. And he's still with us today since, you know, 14 and um, probably our best investment at, ever and to have a guy like with all the 20 plus years he has experience under his belt working with the stewards and other things and he's definitely more behind the scenes guy but his knowledge you know I could not buy that from anybody else so that was my first step making it work just being smart 
and not blowing it. You know, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to go maybe hire a big writer and, you know, give them it's that wasn't smart and blow a bunch of money, blow a bunch of money because it's not going to give us a return. Giving us return. was my main objective. And when cycle trader came on, not only did I want to give them a return for the, the money that they were giving to the team, but I wanted to see this team last, not just one or two years. Like, Oh, it happens. They get money, they blow it and they're, they're gone. And that I did not want that to happen. So I think just planning and budgeting and making really smart decisions was really the reason why. I mean, it's, it's, that's why we've lasted these 10 years. And, you know, I think having the right people, obviously for any team, no matter what size budget around in your corner and is probably one of the most important things to make decisions and because of the scale of our team, I mean, obviously it's a much smaller scale from our competitors, much smaller budget than what we have, what we're competing against. But to enable to give these guys competitive equipment, I mean, we've won races and we've, you know, we've gotten super good results in the past two, but it doesn't come and then just it's not just a flash it's been consistent and i hope that obviously this year that these guys they've shown good results and that we could provide them the same thing that we were able to do the others where are you guys based out of so good question rock river power sports is in jefferson wisconsin i you know honestly it's it's so funny because i've never been there i've we've talked about when we were uh, doing stuff as a dealership and doing through the business, you know, we talked about going, going snowboard or uh, snowmobiling, and 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 then now we started the racing and the well, there's no time. So they're in Wisconsin. Mike's been down to our place in Atlanta several times to have the face one-on-one meetings, and and so we're just north of Atlanta, my husband and I, and Scott Raybon, he's based out of Houston, Texas. He has a shop there in his garage and he, he, you know, he managed to do well out there. We've been so fortunate the last two years to have some shop space here in Corona at Asterix, Mike and Lori and, you know, Morgan and all those guys, they've really, they've carved out a shop area in their warehouse and we keep the semi there during off season. And, and obviously with these California based races, it's our home and it's, we've been so, so fortunate to be able to do that. So what I got out of that answer is you're from everywhere. We're from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know some of the, like Scott's been with you for a good long time. Some of the other crew seems to have been around also. Alex Harris is a mechanic that we hired on actually last year at Angtown. It was two weeks before the Ang- outdoors hired him out of the Scotty Atkins mechanic school in Virginia and so he's a returning mechanic. Cody Ware is one of the mechanics that helped our amateur team with Ed Torrance. So he, he's new for outdoors. And actually, this is a record-breaking year for the Cycle Trader team, having a driver for the second year. That's probably been... <laughs> if anybody asked me what the hardest thing about racing or having a team is having the right driver. And so it's it's 
I mean, that's probably been our hardest thing, but he's back with us for a second year, which has been amazing. Uh, is there sort of a team philosophy, uh, particular way you approach this? I think so. And I just had a really good conversation with Jacob and Brandon and kind of kind of led them down the direction of that. You know, we're here to give them the opportunity, right? We're here. We're going to provide them with the best possible equipment that we're going to be able to give them for the money, for the reliability, for, for whatever we can. So, but I think the philosophy is, you know, we're a small team, but we have big dreams and we have big goals, but together that we could all, we could all achieve that, but we're here for each other. We're here to let, see them do good so they could do good. But also at the same time, it's, it's our family. It's, it is a second family for everybody that's here in the pits and creating the atmosphere and creating the relationships that allow that to be something that you want to go see that family every weekend has always been a, you know, a big thing for us. And, you know, we definitely have that here. You touched on it a little bit earlier, but I said, you've had some great riders pass through here over the years, but it seems like sometimes it's on the way to somewhere else. Is, is that kind of fair or is that by design? I guess when it was really when Alex Martin came is when that first started really seeing that we are able to provide for those type of riders. And so when Alex came, we didn't even, we still didn't even have a good engine. We were basically almost not stock, but you know, it was not competitive. So we said, you know, let's provide, let's, let's build a best engine that we can and provide something that's going to give him an opportunity to maybe give us a good result. And we thought good results are going to equal sponsorship. Let's, we get, we get a sponsor, you know, we, we do good. The money's going to come in and that's just not how it works. And so, but when it happened, cycle trader wasn't here. Alex came and we thought, you know, we saw something in him that we hadn't seen in any really riders recently before them. And, you know, like we want to work hard. He's working really hard. Let's work as hard and let's see what we could do. So Scott wasn't here. Cycle Trader wasn't here. And and then Cycle Trader come on that next year. But it wasn't because of Alex doing anything. So it was refreshing for us to say someone really wanted us, even though we weren't giving the results. They wanted what we had as a atmosphere, as the between the amateur team and the pro team and the Rock River and and just what we represented it. So when we were able to do something more for the engine and then we started seeing Alex doing better similar to what Jacob and Brandon do like where they're catching eyes of other factory level teams we knew okay this is they're gonna you know we weren't giving them a salary and I mean anybody that's doing this is obviously doing it for a career they love what they're doing but they need to make money just like everybody else so without being able knowing that okay we're we're going to put the money that we would say maybe give a salary but to put it in the bike there wasn't there wasn't gonna be both ways so giving the money to the bike putting getting results growing the team as we were able to provide those type of rides 
could attract other writers and then, you know, turn into something more. Knowing that Alex was going to, you know, possibly get that other ride, but also it gained more attention just around the team. So it, we knew it was going to happen eventually, but it was welcoming and refreshing knowing that we were doing something right. And then, but it enabled us to attract writers that we knew, hey, they weren't getting an opportunity. Let's see, let's give them an opportunity. Let's see what they have. And they did good results for us, but then in return, they sparked the eyes with other teams. So it started being a trend. And I guess I'm proud of it because we were able to give them the platform to to do well and in return it gave us something I wish that possibly one day this team could be more than just giving them so many opportunity with a bike and giving them a salary and and doing that but I guess with priorities you can't do both so we're this is where we're at well, it's tough to be competitive, not building your own stuff and and everything else. Yeah, we spend a lot of money outside, you know, with the bikes and without having the staff, we we simply just can't do it. Who've been some of the favorite riders you've had to work with? I would probably say that Alex Martin has been... I say my favorite, the closest I've been with, and we're still pretty close today. He was with us for three years and through a lot. So I think that just, you know, really seeing his determination and and building off of that. I really enjoy the Jacob and Brandon and I'm getting to know Yusuke throughout the outdoors. I think this year has probably been my favorite year. I think the team is the healthiest in the sense of the structure and the logistics and, you know, having the right people in the right place. It's probably, probably my best year as far as that. What's the toughest part of the gig? The toughest part of, I guess being for me is that this is not just my only job owning a business and being full time in that business and doing this that is a full-time job and really scheduling and doing that that's probably the hardest I don't mind the travel I love living in Atlanta it's direct everywhere I've got the clear and the TSA I mean I'm through three minutes and so that's not bad everybody's like aren't you tired of the travel and I'm tired of being away from home so much but the toughest part is probably just juggling the time and and being a hundred percent at both because that's it's a hard thing to do being a mom and being a wife and all that i you know i try to really balance and i, I would say that's probably the hardest thing is balancing just life well, i've called this kind of stuff job style for years where it's part job and it's part lifestyle it really is and i think for me just being a different type of team manager put a gender thing aside that doesn't mean anything but being that I was never a racer I I rode a pit bike as the biggest bike I ever rode but having the business side and using that to apply to this position it was was probably just the most unique part of it well I was going to bring up the gender stuff later on (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you get treated differently is it 
tougher? Is it easier? Are there? <laughs> what do you think? I honestly know to all those questions. I grew up, you know, I played individual sports and I was cheerleading. I did tennis and all these things. But I think for the later part of my early 20s, I was surrounded by a lot of guys all the time doing wakeboarding. You know, I was coming into a sport that women's wakeboarding was obsolete. So I was in that early part where that's all where I was around and those type of athletes and you know, doing a lot of things with my husband, um, sports related and just you know, snowboarding and all that. I was never really intimidated by guys in that sense, but coming into an industry, not only that I don't really have a lot of history with, that was probably the most intimidating. And if I was female or male, I think I would feel the same, but no one's ever in the 10 years just made me feel anything because I'm a girl like you can't do this because you're a girl or girls don't belong here I've been very very fortunate surrounded by the other team managers that I believe have the respect for me you know maybe in the beginning just said oh well she'll be in and out of here before too long I don't know what they were thinking but I'm appreciative of the fact that I have been treated just the same. I don't want any special treatment. Once in a while, I get really happy when there is a women's restroom at the Supercross or something where you don't have to use the porta potty or, you know, run back to your truck. That kind of part's pretty awesome. But other than that, it's I'm just a girl and, and happen to be in a predominantly male sport. But I hope, if anything, if I've done anything, is that I could let other girls or women know that they're and not even maybe in this sport but just in life in general that you know we're capable of doing things and obviously just have different traits and and go for it no limits no limits <laughs> uh back in 2011 you were named team manager of the year did that surprise you totally surprised me and it's funny because we drove by the Pachanga and that's where the banquet was. And I haven't been over this area and that I think since then. And it's so funny because I remember distinctly, I was going to the restroom and Davey Coombe stopped me. He said, where are you going? Davey, I got to go pee. Like I got to go. And he's like, no, you no, no, you got to wait. You got to listen to this guy. He's hilarious. And we had just got Rookie of the Year for WMX, and, you know, it was pretty rewarding and celebrating, was having a good time. And so I'm back there in the, in the back of the room, standing up with Davey Coombs, got have to go to the bathroom. And I'm listening, and they're talking, and they, they start talking about team manager. And keep in mind, it's my second year, my first banquet, and, you know, I don't even really know what awards they give out, and... I just know they're going through these lists and having a good time. And all I hear is team manager of the year, Christina Denny. I looked at Davey. I said, are you gotta be kidding? <laughs> and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh. So I immediately go up to the front. And so I was honored, still honored. And I love the fact that they recognized my hard work. And, and I think a lot of it too, is because I, 
I do a lot of stuff on the amateurs and the Loretta's and things. So that collectively that probably had a place and I was pumped. I'm sure you had a speech pre- or a speech prepared. <laughs> no, I guess that's probably a good thing. I, I feel like I'm not so much better at a speech writer. I, I'm better just off the cuff. <laughs> what do you love about the sport and what would you like to change? I think what I love about this sport mostly is in the sport in general, I would say the family aspect of what racing is. It doesn't matter what racing you're in, go-kart, you know, motorcycles, whatever. I think that's what attracted me from the very beginning, going to local races and the tents and the campers and stuff, seeing families hanging out together. I, I don't, you know, obviously... It's a little different here um, at the pro level, but seeing, I mean, some of these kids that I remember sponsoring, like Jordan Smith, for instance, 65s, awesome family, really got to know them. And then, you know, being able to see them here at the pro level is super cool. But I love seeing, you know, the families that do have relationships with their parents or that are unable to come to the races and part of their life still in racing. I think that's probably one of my top reasons why I love the sport so much what I I guess what I don't like about it um there's not there's not a whole lot I I I guess I'm frustrated a little bit with the the lack of tracks and stuff that are available for the youth today especially in Georgia there's just not a lot not that they were in the 90s and the 80s that we used to go to so I don't know if that's a more it's probably more worrisome than I than frustrated because I do worry about the growth of the sport and having opportunities for for people to ride whether they're just riding for fun or going to you know sanctioned races I think that's probably you know a concern that we all should be a little bit more worried about having the supercross futures was amazing and having amateur races at these mx nationals is a good start and a good opportunity just to even have local riders that come out that maybe can't afford to travel to the big nationals as amateurs is a good start and i hope maybe see that continue in both supercross and outdoors where would you like to see the team in five years i in five years you know knowing that what we've progressed in the 10 that we have I think it's been a slow growth in, in a journey and smart decisions. I would love to be able to see this team in five years to continue the same foundation and not ever lose track of that, but to be able to have riders that we could you know, give a very, you know, a nice salary to but not just go far, far out that we're going to lose the the whole reason why the team started, but to be able to offer salaries where riders wouldn't want to try to go to another team and lose them and, and for just, you know, when it comes down just for money. So growth in the sense of just more financial support. I think everything else, you know, maybe have a couple more crew members that could help more internally but the, the the financial ability to be able to provide a salary is probably the biggest thing 
Yeah, I don't see a lot of computers running around or, or suspension techs and things like that. Yeah, we're so fortunate. Like even with Enzo, we have Yoshi, that's been with us for four years, and having him at the races has been a huge part. And you know, having the support from Ross and you know over the years developing and growing with us has been huge. We have the engine development at Yoshimira. They've been amazing and they've been for the last two years really has taken the team to the next level with the engine. It's a growing process, just like every, you know, in every OEM, this is the first year for this bike. So having having them on our side has has been a huge help and they really want to provide us adequate engines and be able to give us the growth and be competitive but also they're not here every day either so this last few weeks we um you know really are getting closer to a better outdoor engine for these guys without them really it would be it would be hard for us right now it's nice having a window into what you're about and what the team's about and i appreciate the time here Thanks, Steve. I really appreciate it. Okay, that's it for this week's Inside Line. Thanks to Christina, and good luck to their riders, Jacob Hayes, Brandon Hartranft, and Yusuke Watanabe, as they take on the Outdoor Series. Before we head out, we have to thank our sponsors. The Inside Line is presented by Thor. Remember, for over 50 years, Thor MX has been at the forefront of motocross racewear innovation with products that are purpose-built to help riders perform at the highest level in one of the most demanding sports in the world. The 2019 collection, featuring the revolutionary Prime Pro Racewear, is available now. Head to thorimx.com to learn more. We also have to thank Chaparral Motorsports. For more than 30 years, Chaparral Motorsports has been sharing its love of dirt bikes with like-minded individuals by offering a massive selection of the latest riding gear, new models, parts and accessories, and great pricing on tires. Visit chapmoto.com. Also, Maxxis Tires is proud to introduce the all-new Maxxcross MX-ST, a premier motocross tire tested and developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. Available now at your local dealer. Ready for some more bench racing? Look for the next Inside Line soon. In the meantime, you can subscribe to the show via your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any future episodes. You can also go back and listen to previous shows. If you're feeling really generous, leaving us a rating and review always helps. Thanks.